Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget. With me is my co-host, Shawnee. Hi, Shawnee. Hi, Bridget. How you doing, girl? I am good. I'm enjoying our paranormal season that we are rapidly coming to a close on. Today, we are talking about Firefighter Sea Dragon by Zoe Chant. And I, for one, am excited because I just thought it was such a fun title, such a fun premise. <laughs> I think that, like... I love that this title tells you exactly like what it's a firefighting sea dragon shifter. Yeah, that's it. Like it's just it's just like a perfect title. It is a perfect. <laughs> I title. wish more people made titles like this. I know. Spell that shit out to me. I don't want to try to figure it out. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it and this is a indie published, correct? I believe so. I believe so, Shawnee. It is self-published. You guys, in very exciting news, Shawnee texted me yesterday and told me that she's coming to visit me at my new house for a whole week. And I'm very, very excited. Very excited about it. We're going to have girl gap time. Also, I get to see my babies. Mm -hmm. I get to cuddle, do a little little snuggle action. Mm -hmm. And by then, I feel like your little little pond pool is going to be ready. Oh, the pond pond is getting finished uh, as we speak. It'll be done tomorrow. Yeah, so I go sit by the pond, lounge around, I mean, it's gonna, run around with the kids. It's going to be cold sitting by the pond, but yeah. <laughs> you can bring a blanket with you. Sit out there. You know, Some I'm not tea. opposed to bringing a blanket. Hot tea. I'm going to need you to have a bench by next week. I know. You know what I'm saying? I, a little pond I have bench. a plastic chair you could sit in. Oh, about sounds, it. So, sounds so cozy. I know. I know. Good times. No, I'm very, very, very excited. I'm very excited to see Bridge. Yeah. I, it's like a much needed girl gap time. Yes. It'll be really fun. You can just lounge, hang out. <laughs> well, hi for one. Uh, I'm ready to get this shit popping. What do you think, Sean? You ready to get into our second to last paranormal of the year? Yes, I feel like the season's going by so fast, but I'm very ready to get into the firefighting sea dragon. <laughs> let's do it. All right, well, <laughs> let's get it popping. Romance at a glance. Uh huh. Romance at a glance. What you say now? Romance at a glance. Go ahead, girl. It's As we said, we are talking about Firefighter Sea Dragon. This is book number four in the Fire and Rescue Shifters series. It is a paranormal romance. I read it on Kindle Unlimited. And first, I want to ask Shawnee, how was the audio? Because I saw a couple funny reviews on the audio. So tell us (laughs) the story about it. So it's funny because before we started recording, I was like, how do I talk about this audio? So as somebody who has done audio before, mm-hmm. um, I know that you get special requirements, especially when it's indie published, you're actually talking to the author mm-hmm. when they give you directions on how to, you know, deliver the lines. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to totally blame the narrator, uh, Lucy Rivers, Um when she did the people's voices who were not um, firefighting sea dragons, mm-hmm. I felt like she did a great job. It was fine, totally. It was like really re- like right down the middle for me. But when she did the firefighting sea dragons voice, <laughs> what's his name again? Uh, John Doe. When she did John Doe's voice, I hated it. <gasps> I hated it so badly oh, no. because th- this is how it sounded like. Okay, because it says he has a sing-songy voice when he talks. Oh, (laughs) okay, okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. So it was like, Naridia. Like, it was, I don't know how to describe it, but it was terrible for me. And it made him sound to me like an idiot. Oh, no. Like, it it really, I think the audio for me uh, killed a lot of the momentum that this book could have possibly had. Uh-huh. Um, just because I was like, it's like, I, did is, did is she do a different? What's she did a different voice for every you character. Know? She did like a voice for him, a different voice for him because he's um, because he's a like sea dragon. They have a very melodic way of communicating. Mm-hmm. Even like they describe in the book that like you know. When he says when he says his name, it's like a song. Right. It's not like an actual right. like name, you know. Um, so I guess that's why they made that choice. Mm. But when I say that was a not a good choice <laughs> for keeping for keeping me in the book, and like I, I didn't look at the reviews on Audible, but I, I gotta imagine I'm not the only. I saw one. I it, saw a couple of reviews on Goodreads that were like I listened to the audio and like yeah, there were interesting reviews. Yeah, it was it was 
<laughs> and then I think paired with some of the choices he made in the book that I thought were just really annoying, mm-hmm. it just made him not somebody that like not appealing. I wanted, and not appealing mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could see that because he was frustrating a few times. So I could see where like if he was like being frustrating while like singing his, <laughs> not India. You know what I'm imagining as you say that? I'm imagining uh, Dory in Finding Nemo talking whale. Where that's, are yes. you? <laughs> that, that's, you're na- that you're nailing it right now. That's that's what it sounded like. <laughs> I do that to my kids sometimes. I'll be like, oh, we'll just speak in whale because it's hysterical. Not as something I want in my sexy books, but hysterical nonetheless. No, and and honestly, I was really excited for this book because like so for on the cover you see like you see like this man mm-hmm. you see that chocolate skin yes. you see them abs yes. you know and he, and you see and you see the long locks, locks uh-huh. and just just a PSA for everybody who doesn't know the term dreadlocks is not a, a, a term we use anymore so we just say locks okay uh-huh. but he's got these long beautiful locks mm-hmm. And like so I was you know I was excited I was, for him. my my literal my literal verbatim what i wrote down about the cover is the all caps abs exclamation point (laughs) i'm into this cover i love that he's a black man and you don't see that very often i can't even count on our my hand how many times we've seen a black cover so far or a black not a black cover but a black man on the cover of one of these books yeah and i loved it i was so into it super into it and also like you see like the veins in his arm oh yeah he was fine as hell Ooh, yeah. and it just his lips like uh-huh. the book cuts off yeah, yeah, like yeah. right where his you know I love a like, little mystery so you know I love a little mystery you know <laughs> I love a little yeah, mystery yeah, you know. I was super into it and I was like it's a shifter book I love shifter books I love a faded mate yeah. trope okay well let me tell you guys yeah. a little bit about what the book's about and then me and Shani can get into the plot a little bit so Neridia Small is that how you say her name Neridia Neridia yeah okay Neridia that's how I pronounce it in my mind but who knows what they were singing <laughs> in the book so Neridia Small uh <laughs> Wants to fit in, but she's about six foot six in her bare feet. And so, and she's also, it doesn't say if she's black. It just says that she's a woman of color. But I'm imagining that she's black or brown of some kind. And she's curvy and six foot six. And so she lives in this tiny little town near Loch Ness and is out on a date. And it's it's going kind of well. And then she stands up and the guy's like, aghast that she's so tall and she sort of runs away in shame and accidentally knocks some drinks on drunk locals they follow her and are very crazy and cruel and like shouting at her to like pay them money and he john doe who's our mc comes out of the water like dripping wet and it was like fair lady do you need my assistance can i be your champion (laughs) and then he proceeds to like beat these guys up and keep them away from her and then he looks at her and like the first thing he says to her is like i never stopped looking for you and she's like i'm sorry who what now for me (laughs) uh and it turns out that neridia is the missing emperor of the sea dragon's daughter the emperor of the entire sea and he kept her away from the ocean for one, because he fell in love with her mom, who is human, and wanted to stay with her. And for two, because there were some politics and he wanted to keep her safe. Um, and so will her celibate night be able to stay with her and help her? And does she even want to be an empress? That's pretty much it. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Let's dig in. <laughs> okay, so I'm sad. Okay, first of all, I want to say that I'm really sad that his voice for you was annoying. Because my mm-hmm. one of my favorite lines of the book is is right at the beginning. The book opens with him because it's book four and they're they're all standalone. So I didn't feel like I missed out on that much aside from like you would have already met his character. But him and the other people in this, the firefighter are putting together little chocolate tiny boxes for the wedding favors. And they're all like mm-hmm. huge dudes, shifters. And so they're all talking about how their like tiny little fingers can barely like close these boxes, which I, first of all, I think is just like visually an excellent scene and and like device um but in his mind he he says um it was a critical ca- critical task requiring great delicacy of touch from Hugh's scowl which deepened further with every box he did not uh, fully appreciate the honor of this role and so i i felt <laughs> like right away i like totally understood his character that he was mm-hmm. like a clearly not human and did not have this did not understand human niceties or human like patterns or anything but he understood like oh it's important to my friend and therefore this is a great honor and I will do this task to the best of my ability so I feel like 
I really, like, got him quickly, and I liked his character a lot. So I'm sad. First of all, I'm sad for you that he had a weird voice because how would you ever attach to someone who's like sing song? <laughs> like I feel like I would have like been super pissed. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I thought I liked the opening. I thought the book started out really funny. I thought it was like I like I always you know I feel like she did a good job with like the banter between the friends and different. They're all different like breeds of shifter, which I feel like a lot of times you might only get, like, only wolf shifters or only bear shifters, but it was fun to have, like, each one have their own little quirks. Yeah. I So I really did like uh, that. Like, the his um, the other firefighters, you know, the, the, the band of brothers, essentially, mm-hmm. um, and how they interacted with each other. I thought that was super fun and that sort of thing. Yeah. I like the dynamic of his kind of weird personality yeah. with their personalities mm-hmm. um, as well. I also like that they took advantage of the fact that he didn't know it was supposed to happen yeah. at a wedding mm-hmm. so that they they could get him to, to like, stay there so he could yeah. uh, meet Naredia again yeah. and, and that sort of thing. I like... So I really did... Um, enjoy that dynamic of the story mm-hmm. a lot. From like some of the reviews I read, I think a lot of people were disappointed in this book, but really liked the previous books mm-hmm. and whatnot. There was there was a couple things for me. So like one, how how the book started. So so okay. <laughs> so this is just a soapbox. I'm gonna go on for a second, Please. and this has to do with jump up there, Shani. Jump yeah, up. I gotta get up there. Okay. Oh yeah, don't so lie this, in your profile. Is that what you're? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> that's a so terrible so, idea to lie. So, in your and book. because this because this happened to me, uh-uh. um, you know, on on a few occasions, and something I talk to Bridget about all the time is how uh, little lies undermine your relationship. So for me, anytime mm-hmm. someone gives me a little lie up front, it tells me don't fuck with this person. So if you are lying on your profile to like date somebody that to mm-hmm. me is a red flag so she goes or or you're leaving out something that you know will be someone else's red because in her case she doesn't lie but she also doesn't put her height no or no no her, like she, show her body no so in the in the book she actually lied she said that she oh she, she yeah she's like i j- i changed just one number but it made a big difference and i was like oh yes it did because she, so she's like oh i didn't know. i missed so that the, part she, yeah so she goes on a date she lies about her height she gets there an hour early so she can sit down so that the person comes in and never sees how tall she is and then so when when she she stands up and she's six foot six he gets really mad now of course he acts like super absurd but like uh i, I don't even think he was mad he was like shocked he, he was shocked and then he said some things that were like disrespectful or not nice yeah yeah know? he did but i'm like yeah. you lied to him like he mm-hmm. might have made a different choice to come like you sure. know and i and i have to say so so i remember going to a I feel like she needed to come to america or the land of like super tall Volleyball players and basketball players, or go to like the Netherlands. The Netherlands, or boy. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Like, go up to Scandinavia and get some tall. Like, she's in Scotland. I feel not, not, not <laughs> the land of tall I humans. I feel like I, I would be a kid at a candy store in Scandinavia. Let me tell you right now. I'm not like the, I'm not sure. Sh- uh, uh, I don't think I'm super tall. I'm about 5'8", but I'm not short. And so when guys are tall, I don't care if they're ugly as shit, man. If they're tall, I'm like, you yummy. I will climb you like a motherfucking treatment. But anyways, I digress. (laughs) So I went on a date one time. Um, Well, actually, it happened more than one time. But I went on a date with a guy who said that he was 5'10", right? And that's kind of like... Um, I'm not like super religious about like you have to be this height. But 5'10 is kind of on the lower end of my spectrum of like the height that I you know, enjoy. When I got there, not only was he like, I don't know, he was shorter than me. So he was like five, five or five, six, but he had a, like a prosthetic leg or whatever that was two inches shorter than the other leg or whatever. Oh, so he had a, like, so like a limp. So he had a limp and he was tiny and I'm not mad at him. I like, if he had told me he had a prosthetic leg, I'm not going to be mad at that or whatever. Yeah. But like, because the leg was two inches shorter, it even it made him even shorter. <laughs> like in the, in the grand mm. scheme of height, it made him even shorter. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I remember just sitting there thinking, like, there's no way I'm ever going to go on another date with you because you because you lied. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and I think when you lie on your profile and things like that, you don't give people the opportunity to show up for you as you are. And I really just. But and also like there is a fucking lid for every pot, and so you are dis you are 
maybe even discounting someone who would have wanted the real you but doesn't want the fake you so they look at your profile and they see like for instance like oh you're only five six i like taller women and then they don't go for you instead of saying oh i'm six six and they're like oh i like tall women there's some guys who like Like giant women man For sure. And there's some guys, like, if you are seven feet tall as a dude or six five, you maybe don't want to date someone who's 5'2". Because yeah. you're like, well, that's a long stretch down for a kiss. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, maybe they are looking for women who are over a certain height for, like, compatibility of height. It's um, That's very true because so I come from a— To have giant children. I don't know. <laughs> well, so so I'm one of the shorter people in my family, right? So at 5'8", I'm one of the shortest. I think I'm, like, the second shortest mm-hmm. person. Uh, all of my guy cousins, a lot of them are, like, six seven. Six eight, six five, and the number one thing they tell me is that like whenever they date girls who are like five foot, which everybody thinks like, oh, it's so cute. But like all my guy cousins tell me like, no, we want a tall girl. We want somebody that we can hold hands with without bending our bodies mm-hmm. down or breaking. <laughs> my cousin was telling me how he got uh, neck problems from trying to kiss his girlfriend because she was so short. <laughs> You know? I've seen like and same with like short women when they kiss those like super tall guys they like bend their head all the way up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Ooh, my neck. My neck." Even when like I remember dating a guy who was like 6'2" um and that was actually a kind of a strain in the trying to like kiss process. You know what I always wonder and we're going to talk about it cuz this is our podcast and we talk about whatever we want. So if you have someone let's say who is I'll say 6'5" and someone who is let's say 5 feet, they cannot kiss while fucking. Yeah. Right? So because, like, if she is on that dick, like, her face is going to be, like, nipple height yeah. for him. Like, he, <laughs> like, she, if even if she he's sitting yeah. and she's, like, right, he could never kiss her. I don't even know. It would be so hard to kiss her lips, let alone, like, he couldn't, like, suck on her tits or something well, while they're fucking. Like, so, th- so I. They're so far away from each other. I, I found that, like, um, two inches in height makes the difference between, like, sometimes between whether or not you can kiss. Two to three inches difference. And not only that, the thing that people don't take into account is how long is your torso, right? So this is the one that I think is hilarious. I have a short torso. It's almost non-existent, mm-hmm. right? You know yeah. me. I always say my legs come out of my back, like, out of yeah. my shoulder blades. Yeah. So yeah. because I have no torso, but my partner has a long torso, it's very difficult to kiss. Even though we're, like, he's only two inches taller than me. It's very difficult to kiss because of the length of our torsos, right? So I'm all legs. He's tiny legs, but all torso. It, I'm like... God, bodies are so interesting this this way. So interesting. But I, just, I I think about that all the time though. Whenever I see like a, a a couple where they're like very disparate heights, I'm like, you can't even kiss while you're. How do you even kiss while you're? <laughs> if you are if you are this person, and I'm wrong. Please tell me on Instagram. DM us. <laughs> we want to know and where we will be invasive. We will ask questions. I mean, I suppose I could. No, I mean, I just want to know, like, oh, can you kiss your... I don't need to be invasive. But, like, I mean, if you want to tell us, you can feel free. But, I mean, I suppose I could just, like, Google porn, like, tall man, short woman, and see what happens. <laughs> but in my mind, yeah. her face is just, like... I'm talking a big height yeah. gap, like I mean, a foot or more. I've definitely had uh, partnerships where I, I couldn't kiss while fucking. And... Um, you kind of, you miss it. You do, like, at least me. I mean, you, you get along. You're always going to find the fun in whatever partner you of have. Course, You're going to get along. Course. I'm not saying it's not you great. Know? But, just... but you do miss it because there's something about kissing and fucking at the same time that just takes you to the moon. Like, it's just his own thing. Sure. And, like, emotionally, it's, like, a lot of connection, yeah. a lot of intimacy. Yeah. You know, so. It's, it's easier to whisper, like, hot, filthy things in someone's ear. Yes. <laughs> Shawnee, I had a very steamy interlude with the hubs ooh, yesterday. Oh, okay, okay, okay. In the kitchen, oh, there was a there's a squishy new mat in my <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> if I go to your house, I'm gonna be jumping over that mat. I don't know where that mat's been. <laughs> what do you mean where that mat's been? Around. <laughs> <laughs> it gets clean. I'm not a savage. It also didn't. It also did not get dirty. <laughs> It was funny. I was, it's not like I was laying. It's not like I was laying on my floor like a fucking psycho. <laughs> I mean, listen, laying on the floor it just, sometimes it, it was it, protecting it <laughs> my knees, Shawnee. Oh. If you must. Know. Oh, see, this is the kind of details I need, Bridget. You. It was an interlude. It was not a full session. Oh, I see. Oh, I love this. I love this. It was for a you. spicy. This is very... It was daytime. Mm, nap time. <laughs> no, it was daytime. 
<laughs> no, no. Oh, the kids were at school. Oh, the kids were at school. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Actually, the kids were not at school, but well, that's even they were not. A little. They were not there. That's, they were. That's a little bit better elsewhere. though because they were elsewhere. But then you're like, oh, I get mm-hmm. a, a little hot moment. It's just, it's just hot moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> Spicy moment. Keep the marriage alive. I love that. I, <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. It's like um, now as an adult looking back, I, I like your parents, you know, and mm-hmm. you see all these situations so differently. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to take a nap in the middle of the day. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> you know, cool, whatever. We don't care. Yeah. We're gonna, can we watch TV? Yeah, watch 10 movies in a row. Yeah, like my mom here. never, my mom never let us just get up and watch TV. That was like not our reality. <laughs> but when she, yep. I look back at all the times that I thought she was being so nice because she said we could watch TV. And then she would, we had a flip lock on the hall, um, in the hallway door so that the living room was separate from the bedrooms. And she always said mm-hmm. that she did that so that if somebody broke into the living room and stuff, they couldn't just automatically get back to the bedrooms. Um, but she would, she'd be like, you guys can go watch TV. And she'd push us all into the living room and she'd close that flip lock. <laughs> and I'm like, looking back like, son of a bitch. she was like oh it's time to go to pound town time to go to pound town let's go down i have too many siblings if i had known what was going on i'd have been knocking on that door (laughs) annoying the shit out of her stop it stop it use a use a condom (laughs) so anyway that that was my that's my soapbox do not lie on your, yes. on your circling profile. back to the soapbox, <laughs> I 100% agree. I always think honesty is best. I also think, and, and to the point of like, if you want to ha- get married, like, especially in a long profile, like, that shit should be in there. Like, that you want to be married, you want to have children. Yes. Like, if you don't ever want to get married, that shit should be in there. If you don't want to ever have children, because there's nothing worse than like going on, like, oh, we've been dating six months. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, how many kids do you want? Yeah. And the person's like, I'm never having a kid. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, we probably should have. Up front, just fucking talked about. I'm that so stuff. shocked by how many things people don't talk about up front. Like I agree. I'm just maybe I'm just nosy, or I'm just I want to know everything. How's your life? Which how do you have any mental illnesses? Is your are your parents? Are you good on on good terms with your parents? I mean, I ask everything, like because it, yeah. it's all data. It doesn't necessarily mean that I won't date you. It just means like I would like to get to know the real you and For all sure. of you and everything. And I'm so For shocked sure. at, like, I have a friend who's uh, online dating now and I'm like, oh, so what about this about them? And they're like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, that, that seems like an important thing. Yeah, at the end of a first date, I know, like, basically everything about yeah. you. And you know everything about yeah. me. Because what am I going to, like, hide that I'm a weirdo? Like, no, <laughs> I don't want you to, like, think, like, I want you to know it and be, like, excited about the fact that I'm a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. for for yeah. sure. I mean, when me and the hubs went on our second first date, we uh, we actually had lunch before the second first date, and we like just chatted for like two hours, and we were like, "I was like, how many?" We just talked through it all, like, "Where are you willing to live in the country? How many kids do you want?" Yeah. Like, just like every single thing we could think. Like, do you want to change your name? Do you want to share a bank account? Like, but I was like. What, it was funny when we were what's talking about it. Like, so, like, what, what's your debt look yeah, like? Yeah, well, yeah, we had, yeah, we talked about that. We were yeah. like, do you have school debt? Do you have car debt? Do you have credit cards? Like, and I remember one of our friends, like, we had, you know, other friends who had been married already. And, like, you know, some people share a bank accounts, some people keep their own bank accounts, some people like have a joint bank account, but have their own bank account. I mean, like, there's a million different ways to do your finances and whatever actually works for you and feels good for you. Go do you. Go do you. Do whatever you want if it works for you. For me personally, I was like, oh, I'm way too lazy and forgetful to be like transferring money back and forth to different accounts every week. I was like, hardest pass imaginable. <laughs> like, I said, let's just get one savings, one checking, and then like one, you know, whatever stock eventually and all this, other, whatever. We could open those later. But like, let's just do one checking account. All of our direct deposits all go into the same place. And then we never have to worry about, and then we could see like the pool of money and then distribute as as needed. But I, I feel like sometimes I can... Ri- more power to you if you can <laughs> distribute your money and like keep your shit together because... Some, like, sometimes I, I like, I envy you, Bridget, because I feel like, you know, I, and I don't know your whole life and struggle, but I feel like your parents did... Like, you know, a, a sort of good job at making you feel a little bit more stable growing up, right? So, like, for yeah. me, I have, a like, a joint account with my partner, you know, that, like, mm-hmm. that all his money goes into and then I, and mm-hmm. I add money to. But, like, I have always, without fail, had a, a separate account 
that is just like an emergency. Like I never want to be at the mercy of any dude ever. And so I have, but like, I, think, I always have a get, get out of that- here. For- <laughs> so, well, first of all, I have a business, so I do technically have my own money, but, um, I guess if you think of it that way, but no, but I think it is a little bit different because you're not protected by the laws. You're not married yeah, or that, in a domestic that partnership. Is true. That is true. So, like, if Leo decides to leave me, like, I, I get to have half of all of our assets, which include our house and our car and our, is, you know, like, true, I get his wages and all of our stocks and stuff. So, like, if we decided to split, like, all that money is mine. He can't just take it all because yeah. I could just sue him. And and then I, th- I don't know if this is true in Illinois, um, but I'm pretty positive that if we have a court thing— if he doesn't pay me alimony, that shit just gets deducted from his check directly into my accounts. Yeah, it does. And same with child support. So, like, it's not like he could just run away. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like I it, mean, that it, is it, very true. Whereas, true. whereas if you're just dating someone, um, even if you're you – obviously, you're in, like, a serious partnership. But, like, technically, one of you could just up and walk out of the door tomorrow and never speak to that person ever again. And there's no real legal recourse. So it's a little different in that sense. Yeah, it is. It is, definitely. And I also have heard a lot of people, especially, like – older generations always say like oh make sure you have your own account yeah. or make sure mattress you have mattress money because like mattress money yeah because yeah. like they all have had like friends and loved ones who've been laughter and been totally screwed thankfully it's getting I think it's getting a little harder for people to do that just based on the fact that they can like take money directly out of their check or whatever hopefully that's getting a little harder yeah. I think the one thing that like scares me always and it's probably it's the reason I'm not married today right and even my last partnership you know lasted Mm -hmm. many many years but like and he wanted to get married and I was like nah um but it's like I watched a lot of women in my family get married have terrible Mm -hmm. partnerships and then be locked in Mm -hmm. because of money literally because of money like if I had if I handed them 20 grand they would would have been out of there you know immediately um, for sure, and that that shit terrifies me. Especially, if, especially if they have kids and they're the ones who've been doing, you know, the primary caregiving. Yeah, for sure. You know, and they're like out of the yeah for out sure. of the workforce or like whatever. I'm like, no, not me, not today, not not never. <laughs> I also think though, so I obviously you knew that about yourself through your last partner. I also think though when you decide to do it, like like you said, like you've asked the questions. Yeah. So like I wasn't afraid going into not that like something crazy couldn't happen and someone couldn't like catfish you or like lie to you. Cause that obviously is happens all the time and, and is possible. But, um, you know, like I feel like I went into it with very sort of like wide open eyes as to like the good things and the bad things about my husband and the things that I knew would be like annoying, but like are fine. Cause I know about them and I've accepted them and the things that I knew like, my husband doesn't like to go outside when there's bugs. Like, I know that about him. And and that's not something – if I want to go outside, I go by myself with the kids to take a hike or I go call a friend and take a hike yeah. or I go with my family or something. Like, that's not something that – so, like, I don't have to resent him for that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And we had talked about ahead of time, you know, like, who's going to spend what money and, like, I don't know. I just feel like, obviously – Again, he could be, like, horribly lying to me, but, like, I really don't think that's true. It's, like, because I, you know, he's, like, too lazy to do that. You, you know how much energy it takes to lie? Like, to, to so, like, lie in your relationship and Can to you imagine Leo having any room, like, emotionally or energy-wise no. for another human First of being all, as, like, I wanna, a, like, listen, <laughs> there's listen, no fucking listeners, way. I need to paint the picture for you of Leo, of Leo right? Bridget's husband is, a, like, a bougie New York woman. <laughs> <laughs> right he wants to you know be what i told him shawnee i told him i told him yeah he does oh you keep going i'll tell you what i told he wants him. to be comfortable he does relates. not want to be uncomfortable like he can be uncomfortable no. for like one minute mean climate like, one control minute. the whole time <laughs> that's all he has okay yeah absolutely <laughs> he's he he needs things to just to to be right he doesn't Either have way, the energy for a bunch of bullshit i like him because nope. he really tells you what he's thinking and that's my shit i'm like don't make me guess yep. he will tell you yes. when he is unhappy no he is <laughs> 
very upfront. Sometimes if he doesn't react the way I want him to, I'll be like, excuse me, this is exactly what I want you to say in response to what I just told you. <laughs> like, we, I bought these flowers the other day. And usually when I buy flowers, I'm, like, pretty lazy about, like, cutting the bottoms and, like, refilling the water to keep them fresh for a long time. Yeah. But for some reason with these flowers, I've been super diligent about it. And they've lasted for, like, two weeks, and they still are unbelievably oh, beautiful. That's nice. And I was like, babe, I bought these two weeks ago. Don't they look great? And he's like, yeah. And just walked away. And I was like, no, no, no. Let me tell you what you should say. Oh, my God. I cannot believe they're still alive. They look great. <laughs> and so he goes, oh, my God. They look great. And I was like, thank you. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> but, yeah, no, he's totally – so we have these people working on our pond. And they're like – I mean, they're construction workers. They make ponds. But they're essentially construction workers because they construct our pond. And, and they're like – you know, they have, like, one has, like, a big beard. They have t- – they're kind of burly dudes because they're carrying around these big-ass rocks all day Ooh, for the pond. Okay. A couple of them have tattoos that I can Not see. And Leo had – they're – unfortunately, none of them are, like – if you actually, if you liked bears, like, I think – You'd be they. I could see where people would be. They're not my type, but like I could see where people would like them. Anyways, but Leo bought lunch for them on Friday. And they were all eating lunch together, and he came back in and I gave him a hug. And I was like, "Did you have a nice lunch?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I wish." And I was like, "That you were a salt of the earth kind of dude, but you're not." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> like he wants to be that that like. Like, oh, I get my hands dirty and work. Like, in his mind, that's, like, what a man is. And he wants to be that. But he's, like, he's like I don't like when there's dirt under my fingernails. <laughs> Yo, I feel him so hard. I feel him so hard because it's not – it's actually not that – like, I like to actually get dirty and be outside and that sort of thing. But the yeah. thing that, that I always say is, like, I want to be someone who does things. Like, you know, who, like, <laughs> you know, people who, like, search for, like, yeah. the new Shawnee, place to go. Shawnee, or- <laughs> Shawnee told me she couldn't live in the Midwest because it's cold in the winter. And I was like, bitch, you don't go outside. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're right. You're right. I said, that's what heating is for. <laughs> go outside. I was like, I'm going to go out in the snow. She's like, where are you going? <laughs> I was like, you're right. You're right. I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> In fact, in fact, I find, I, in fact, I find that places that force me to be myself are amazing, right? So, like, when I moved to LA, so when I lived in Miami, nothing closes. So every time we, I would go out with friends and stuff like that. Again, it starts at midnight, and you party till the sure. sun comes up at six a.m. Right? So I was doing yeah. that, and it wasn't good for right. my body. When I moved to LA, no. everything shuts down at one thirty. They turn the lights on. They're like, "Get the fuck out of here, go home." Yeah. When I yep. remember the first two times that happened, I was shocked. I was like, "Oh no!" Like. Like, we just got here. Like, what's happening? And then I remember thinking, wait, I get to go home and go to bed at 1.30? Like, like, oh, and then I used to complain about it. But secretly in my mind, I was like, I get to go home and get in my bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, totally. <laughs> so, like, if it's snowing, I'll be like, mm, can't leave. Can't leave. It's snowing. It's, it's snowing. Honestly, it's like, okay, so, like, one of the things I found the hardest in L.A., Aside from the fact that your friends all live so fucking far from you, even if they're like four miles away, it's like 45 minutes. But is that nothing ever changes. You don't ever get like in the winter here. I feel like you get a lot of like rest. Like people joke about like, oh, you gained five pounds during the winter or 10 pounds during the winter and like hibernated. But like if you think about it, you really do kind of hibernate in the sense that like it's dark at four. Yeah. And so, like, you might go out to dinner or something, but you probably go home at 10, 30, 11 because it's cold as fuck. And you're like, or you might go over to someone's house, like, if you're young and drinking, like, oh, yeah, we might be drinking at midnight one, two. But we're probably drinking at someone's house that we're going to, like, crash at. We're not out, like, gallivanting, like, in the summer when it's warm and you're on a rooftop and you're, like, just dicking around till 5 a.m. Like, you're not doing that in the winter. It's cold as fuck at 2 a.m. <laughs> like, you're inside. And, like, same thing, like. You know, if it's snowing out, you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to curl up by the window and read a book. And it feels very, like, restful yeah. versus in L.A. where it feels like, oh, it's a little guilty. You're like, but it's so nice. Like, I should go outside. It's so sunny. And I feel like you're always, like, going, 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 even when your body's telling you, like, yo, I think you should shut that shit down. And so I feel like I like – I'm excited about having my first, like, winter season. Yeah. Um, I may need to buy a vitamin D lamp. I probably will. But, like um, – <laughs> I'm excited about, like, it rained all weekend, and, like, we did fuck all, because it was raining all weekend, so, like, like, and the kids had a, like, butt rash that was contagious, so we didn't want to take them out, but, um, 
even so, I was like, well, we can't do anything. So me and the kids watched a movie. We watched Lion King for the first time. Molly loved it. She keeps telling me she wants to watch The Lion again. And I'm like, I'm into it. Let's watch it. It's a really <laughs> fucking sad movie if you watch it start to finish all the time. Um, but it's nice. Like, it felt nice. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is great. Like, we're just, we're, like, shutting it down. And now it's like, and then the next day it was so sunny. And I was like, I'm going to go running today. Yeah. So sunny today. <laughs> wow. I, I totally agree with you because, like, I remember last year when we, we were doing the podcast and we were trying to, we were keeping up, like, our regular scheduled podcast. And it got to be, like, the holidays and it was overwhelming because it's like, you're going here, mm-hmm. you're planning this, you're whatever, and you're trying to read books in between. And so mm-hmm. I remember texting you and be like, how about we only do novellas for the holidays? Like, we just do novellas. Yeah, yeah. We take, we go out, we yeah. go out of the, like, we go, <laughs> we go out in a chill style. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. looking back, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's good. Well, we did, yeah, we did. Because we had like three full weeks off of recording in like the last two and a half weeks of December and like first half week of January, yeah. and it was and it was or maybe nice. even four weeks with no recording. It was nice. It was nice, but also like it was nice. Like so, nothing has started yet, right? The holiday stuff hasn't started yet. Nothing has started. Sure. But I, my body already feels like the winter. Like it feels the slowdown. It feels like yeah. it wants to be cozier. It wants to be. Yeah. And also, let me just, I have to laugh at this because uh, in Los Angeles, we got one day of rain yesterday. One day of rain. And when it rains in LA, because fucking mudslides. Yeah, because our dirt <laughs> is clay, like the water yeah. has nowhere to go. So it actually is pretty dangerous. People will make fun of us, but yeah. like, it is, actually is pretty dangerous. There's yeah. nowhere for the water to go and it creates these big mudslide yeah. type things. But it's also funny to me because, you know, my friends are like, oh, it's raining. It's time to stay inside. Like, like they act like it's blizzarding. <laughs> Oh, in LA. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's like drizzling it mm, for like fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is terrible weather. Yeah, terrible. it it literally rained for like twenty four hours in a row without stopping this weekend, Johnny. <laughs> You're like, my yard is flooded. I'm like, mm, our but fucking pond flooded. <laughs> I know. Uh, Leo's like, wow, is it gonna keep raining? And I was like, it sure is, baby boop. <laughs> well, because he had like such a weird. It's like it was the driest summer and spring yeah. in Chicago for like 150 years or something like that. And so he was like, because I told him like, oh, it's going to rain all the time. I was excited. I was going to buy my rain boots. And then it was just like dry all the time. And um, so hopefully next spring it's like rainy and I can buy cute rain boots. That would be, um, be cute. <laughs> and I don't have a raincoat or an umbrella. I should buy these things because now I live in the Midwest again. Okay. Next year. Okay. So now I'm off. No, I'm really off the soapbox. You're off the so okay. You're we're off. We're ready to talk about the we're, book again. Yeah, we, okay, we're back. Okay, good. So, I will say about this book. I I thought the world building was fun. I thought the repartee between all the characters was good. My main two complaints about the book are one that even though he's another species, like he does have human friends, and he was very dense to her feelings. Um, even when she like told him, he, I feel like he was like deliberately kind of obtuse about what her meaning was Mm -hmm. one, one too many times for me, which annoyed me. And then secondly, I personally don't connect as well with a, like, I'll say like a beta mate. Yeah. So like Neridia eventually like grows into her own. I think she has a good character arc in becoming the empress but at the beginning and even in the middle like she's definitely very sort of like unsure of herself and self-conscious about her height and unsure of him i personally prefer someone who's a little snarkier a little like a little bit more uh even if they're quiet or they're shy they're a little bit more sort of like at home with who they are and that's just like a personal preference but that was like i wanted her to embrace like embrace her power a little earlier it did did eventually happen but it happened like pretty close to the end of the book and i wanted it to happen a little bit more like three quarters of the way through the book as opposed to like 90 percent of the way through the book yeah i don't like when um you have to manage your partner right so like it's kind of like when you're like, okay, I know my partner's going to react this way, so I, okay, I got to do this whole this thing mm. until they don't do this and da 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 whatever. And I right, felt like Naredia right, right. was having to manage him, and there's right. nothing sexy about that because at this point in my life, having done that and having watched my sisters do that and ev- all like all you know, it's there's something so unsexy about having to navigate your life around your 
your partner's emotion and emotional state. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm not talking about in the regular way. I'm talking about in the annoying way. Uh, right. And so I didn't like that she had to do that for him. I also, I mean, I really do, especially in Paranormal, I really like that alpha kind of like character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, um, he was like, he was not the, the you know, I, I, I didn't feel like he she could protect was, her. I mean, like, I, I think, I like think he could protect her. <laughs> I feel like at the end of the book, like she's the alpha. Yeah. And when he meets her, he treats her as his alpha when she doesn't feel like it yet. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it felt strange. But I feel like at the very end of the book when she's like, no, I am the emperor and he is my and you like and he's like, oh, well, I'm kind of. And she's like, no, you're the consorts. Use my name. I feel like she started to like sort of embrace that. Yeah. And I actually read the shark book because I wanted to read about the master <laughs> shark. Obviously. You guys know Obby. me. And and she's a they they play like a small side character and their partnership feels much stronger in this the next book than it did in this one. Like these two characters' partnership feels yeah. Like, okay, got mm-hmm. you, got you. I mm-hmm. I like that they describe because now because now she's embraced like oh no I'm the empress yeah. like this is my sea and he's like he's doing what he's always done which is trying to support her and trying to be her her sword and her, you know, yeah. her consort, not trying to be king. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want to be in charge. He wants her to be in charge. Yeah. If that makes I sense. was a little bit like, so I was more intrigued by the shark, <laughs> the the shark captain guy, because they, did, yeah. they described him as like Megalodon, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. which if you like Shark Week, like I do, I've watched every Shark Week for the last, I don't know how many years, like mm-hmm. Megal- the, the idea of Megalodon, he's like so big and like, yep. you know, like, I just, yeah. I just was like, mm, what if we just, what if he just eats the sea dragon, and then we explore Megalodon? <laughs> like that's how I felt. So, about so this he book. does have his own book, and I did, I enjoyed it. I thought his character. So he's like a supposed to be like an older character in terms of like being an ancient sea shark, but also just in general more of like her dad's age because like they were friends. So imagine him being of like in his 40s, 50s versus being like in his 20s, 30s. Um, and he mates with a were coyote who's a grandma. So she's she's like in her 50s probably. And their book was good. I liked their book. Nice. One thing about this, I thought this book was going to have a lot more sex in it. Yeah. And more graphic sex. Only because of A, the cover, and just like B, like due to it being a shifter book and I feel like shifter books and paranormal books tend to be a little raunchier yeah. and primal just as like a and primaler and and there really wasn't that much sex and it was and it was very like vanilla and and sort of sweet it was sweet but and, it was a, so it was a little annoying. and I was expecting it to be like Sea dragony, <laughs> that half shift. That half. I know you wanted that half. Shift. Not no, because you can't half shift. I mean, you can't half shift a sea dragon because he's supposed to be like the size of an airplane. Like I was more thinking, like you know, just like I don't know, like what are sea dragons into? Like holding people down or mating from the back or I, like I choking. Thought it was, I don't know. I What's it was their thing? That like. So they banged, right? And he's like, I'll try to bring okay. out a sea dragon. And so he, sure. so they bang. And then he goes back to sure. his captain. His captain's like, you can't do that. Yeah. And he goes back to her and he's like, I, I can't bang you anymore. And I'm like, I know. shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Tell your sea captain to blow himself. And how's he going to know? Like, let's How's just... he going to know? <laughs> Obviously, they can smell semen, Shawnee. They're shifters. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> and then... And then um, I want to read this orc book that you was reading. That book sounds amazing. <laughs> orc Swarm. Shani, I'm on the I'm on the third one. You guys, patrons, I'm gonna <laughs> talk to you about this. About I know I owe you a lot of reviews, and I'm sorry because my life has been a little hectic. The kids have been sick a lot, and just like generally, my mental health is on the upswing. So I'm gonna start recording finally, and you're about to get like 50 reviews. So buckle the fuck up. Patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance if you want to be a part of the party. But yeah, I've read, I've, I'm on my third one right now. And it's weird because, like, I, I think this is going to be my last one of the series. There's a whole bunch, but um, I may try a different author and see what their orcs are like. But uh, I do think you would really like it because um, it's a lot of semen. <laughs> it's a lot of orc come. It's all over. All over. Motherfuckers are spreading it around. <laughs> you can paint with it's it. It's a lot. You know what I'm there is definitely a oh well, you have a breeding a little breeding thing too so I think you oh, you'll I lo- enjoy that yes, too yes absolutely 
semen, breeding. Yeah, because they're all they're that trying stuff. to make they're trying to make baby orcs. Yeah. That's what they're trying to do. So they're trying to put babies babies in bodies. My thing is like so so like that's definitely a kink and and I like it when I know that that's what the thing is, right? I don't. That's why I don't. I don't generally like it in a book where they're not using condoms. They don't talk about it, and then whoa, surprise, a baby. Oh you no, know, they're like, trying to. They're you know, trying to fuck but babies. But when there's a book that's specifically like a breeding king, yeah. like cub, oh, I yeah. love that. Oh yeah, that's why I picked oh, yeah. that sheah. shit up. You know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. so yeah. So <clears throat> I'm not gonna confirm or deny whether or not I have already um, downloaded said books, but. <laughs> Let, they, oh, is it is it on Audible? Let's just say no, no. So I actually on, I actually got it on uh, on Kindle. Okay, but it just means I might read three books at a time. But I'll have you know, I've done three days of reading a real book, and I've done yeah, and I do three pages a day, and it and okay. I have seen a, a, an improvement. As, I'm sure, especially when I'm not trying to fast read through a book. Um, sure. You know, with like that pre- yeah. pressure or whatever. So, but I definitely did it just like when I was a kid where I, I laid down on my pillow, closed one eye, <laughs> you know, took my glasses off and I was like, okay. She had like a little eye patch or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't bad. So every night I've been reading, uh, like, cause uh, I told you, I got this 365 days of shamanism book. So every, mm-hmm. it has a, you know, thing for every day. So every night before I go to bed, I read like three pages for, for that day. And so this is my, this is how I'm going to try to train myself. I'm excited. And dear listeners, you should be excited too, because there's a lot of books that are only like don't have audiobooks yet that we've been wanting to read, um, but we haven't yet. And so I feel like if maybe by like March or something. But, but I also feel like because the simple fact that I only do audio, it allows our podcast to be accessible to anybody who also can only do audio. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to I put agree. It out I'm not saying I'm problem. not I'm not saying that you should I'm not saying that I totally agree. I'm not saying that we should do every single book, but I'm saying like but you know, we get, one in 10 when we get one in 10 book, books. Yes. Yeah, yeah. cuz there are definitely some books that even that I read that are like adjacent to the ones that we wanted to read and especially when we go back into the dark, I feel like mm. there's a bunch of books that were not on. Yeah, cuz like I remember we read Audible. I remember um, comfort food by Kitty Thomas was recommended yeah. to us and we couldn't read that book so we picked another Kitty right. Thomas book but that one wasn't good but everybody else on Goodreads yeah. said comfort food was the book sure you know so sure. I, I know in that case I was like kind of bummed so I was like ah, yeah. I can't read yeah. it you know exactly. but also this is a PSA to all of my na- my authors out there get your yes. shit on audio go to acx.com yes. and you will be yes. able to find a narrator to narrate your shit so get, so get it popping yes Such a big market now. All right, let's take a break, and we're going to come back with our ratings. Dear Romance Besties, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance to check out our awesome perks, including stickers, watching movies with us, naughty book boxes, and you can even be on the show. Can't be a patron? You can still support the show by purchasing books or things we recommend through our affiliate links on our show notes and our dope-ass website. Thanks for the commish. Or you can leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts screenshot your review send it to us on instagram and we'll send you some stickers now bridge let's get back to the ratings yes all right shani so what did you give our fair heroine 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 um so i really i will say that i gave her a three mm-hmm. um i mean it's, I feel like it's a little bit hard to rate this them in this book because I just because of your audio yeah because I just wasn't <laughs> I just wasn't into it you know yeah. there wasn't enough sex in this book for me it didn't hit those any yeah. of the spots even if I did like him I felt like there was some things that were just annoying and I felt like the book was super predictable as to yeah. like what was about to happen next and I was like Meh. right so I'll give her a three just I don't know just cause. <laughs> So I gave both of them a three, and for her it was because she was, like, a little bit tentative-wise, but I did think she had a good arc, Um, and him, like, I loved his, like, honor and the way he thought about things, but I thought he was, like, real dumb about her emotions, which I didn't like, and it took him so fucking long to, like, real, like, come to that realization, like, oh, I don't know why you don't want to go back, but I support you, and I was like, well, finally, geez. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I will say that I gave the book itself a four because while their characters themselves didn't perfectly work for me, the book itself 
for me read really well. I liked the writing style. I liked the like quirky sort of side characters. I liked the dialogue. I liked the world. So the book itself was a four, even though these two characters were a three. In the next book, I thought both the characters were fours and the book was a four. So I think... I would definitely recommend this series and this author, but maybe start with book one. Like, maybe we shouldn't have started with book four. I'm actually not even sure why we chose book four. I think it was the cover was the reason I chose book four. I mean, it was hot. Oh, and because it was a firefighter sea dragon. And I was like, sea dragon? Tell me more about you. <laughs> That's what happens when you make a descriptive title and a book that really I know. Just tells you what they you're in for. So, they got me. <laughs> got me. Yeah. But that is what I would say about this book and series. What would you give the, well, what would you give him um, and then the book I mean, overall? I would give him a two. And not just for his sing-songy voice, but just because I, I just, I don't know, he was underwhelming for me. And I was like, bitch, get it together. Yeah. Like, I felt myself yeah. being like, get it together. Like, why? You know, during mm-hmm. the book. Um, so I didn't really enjoy him at all. Um, and then overall, I'm not going to rate the book because I, well, I was like. Yeah, the narrator may have. With the narrator, like, I would give, <laughs> I would give it a one. But I don't feel yeah. like that's fair to the book. So I'm not going to rate it. Um, I do okay. feel like there is a validity in people going and starting at book one because everybody yeah. on, online says that like this was not the best book in the series. Yeah. So I would say like I don't I don't want to shit on this book because I feel like there's extenuating circumstances. circumstances. You know you know what I said he was Shawnee? I said he was a uh, McLaughlin. Ness monster me. <laughs> he was definitely a McDreamy, but also I just enjoy a little pun. A Mick pun, you a know? A pun, yes. He was definitely uh, a Mick in the McDreamy, st- uh, whatever, but well, yeah. As we said, this book was soups classy in the sexual department, and it, it wasn't closed door, but it was like the sex scenes were just like not very long or graphic or super hot. I would say, like, if I had a chili pepper rated, I would say one chili pepper, yeah. perhaps two. And also, oh, my God, what book did I say that someone gave five chili peppers the other day? And I was like, you are reading the wrong books. Um, oh, my God. It was something. And I was like, that book? That? <laughs> uh, fuck, I forgot. Don't you love? I don't just you love. Hannah I just anymore? remember thinking it was so crazy because I was like, that's three. Yeah. Like for sure. Maybe four. Because we read but raunchy ass not shit. five. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, come on, let me bring you to the dark side. All right, well, I think I think that we should just wrap it up there, Shawnee. Yeah, I, I think wrap it up there. <laughs> I think we should wrap it up there. You guys, we have a special treat for you next week. We're gonna be talking to Christine Fian. Yo, so dope, so dope, so dope. And we're also gonna be reviewing the new Dark Tarot, which is book number thirty-three, perhaps, or something like that, in the Dark series about the Carpathians. <laughs> and that's going to sort of round out our paranormal series. And I think it's a good one to end on because I've read all the other books in that series yeah. over over the last two decades. And uh, I love her books. I love her writing. I think she's got a, a real nice way. So hopefully, uh, it's been a while since I've read one of those. So hopefully it, it stands up. And I'm super excited to talk to her. Me too. I'm very, very, very excited to talk to her. Um, and so, yeah, Bridget, this has been nice. It's been nice catching it's up, been nice. hanging out, chilling. Yeah. I can't wait to see yeah. you. I can't wait to see you too. Until next time, dear friends, may your books be your lover. And your hand, your best friend. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.